Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Thank you for taking the time out to check out the podcast. I really do appreciate it. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints quarterback situation. I'm not going to call it a controversy because I don't look at it that way. But we will be talking about two quarterbacks in particular, not three. And the reason I'm going to tell you is later in the show. (laughs) But we're going to first talk about Drew Brees, of course. We got to talk about Drew Brees, the starting quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. I mean, honestly, for the past 15 years, putting up huge numbers, dominating uh, the quarterback position from a statistical level. And now the question on everyone's mind is, is Drew Brees going to come back for the 2020 season? You know, a lot of people in the Who That Nation, when they heard that Drew Brees could possibly consider retiring, they didn't really consider that he was being honest about it. They thought that maybe, you know, losing in the playoffs in the first round in a wild card round at home to the Minnesota Vikings, it can become a little bit demoralizing. And not to mention the last two years of straight heartbreak in the postseason. So, A lot of people were just saying, well, maybe, you know, he's just a little bit emotional. But now you have stories coming out saying that Drew Brees is seriously considering retiring. So a lot of people in the Huda Nation are a little bit nervous about this, man, because I don't think a lot of people want to see life after Drew Brees right now. (laughs) You know, most of the people that I talk to in the Huda Nation and ones that inbox me, you know, they're always sending me scenarios that, that involve Drew Brees coming back for the 2020 season. And, you know, in most ways, I don't blame them. You know, I mean, the Saints were a struggling franchise, you know, in the past. You know, it wasn't, wasn't really winning a lot of games. And I can understand where people are coming from, man. I know the nervousness, you know, the fact that you finally have a franchise quarterback all those years. Saints are relevant. You can talk about the Saints and have pride in your eyes and, and, you know, have the courage or conviction to know that the Saints could possibly win a game week after week. I get it. But we have to understand that he's not going to play forever. And, I mean, he earned the right to really make this decision, man. And it's not up to us. You know, I talk about it. And, you know, a lot of people think that I'm um, critical of Drew Brees and think I don't like him. You know, I don't. I, I do love Drew Brees. I, I love him a lot. I mean, honestly, we've been watching this the Saints team all these years, you know, I'm 33 years old. I can say that I've been watching the Saints since I was at least four years old. I mean, I know about the heartbreak and I know what Drew Brees brings to, to this franchise and how he brought respect to this franchise. I get it. But Drew Brees, uh, he is considering retiring and, you know, he took a part in some of the Super Bowl festivities. He was a part of radio row. I think I seen him talk to Mike Flores and Chris Sims on NBC also Trey and Golick on ESPN. And, you know, of course, the question of um, is he considered retiring came up, and this is what Drew Brees said. I'm going to take a few weeks, relax with my family, and get away from football and not train and just coach ball and, and then see how we feel and go through a process, you know. Sounds like a guy that's really considering retiring. <laughs> it really sounds like it. I mean, I don't think that he was – trying to blow smoke up Trey Wingo's or Mike Golick's behind, I think he's really considering retiring. And Drew Brees really opened up on Mike Flores and Chris Sam's show, and he said that his decision to retire 
didn't just start this year. Let's go back to 2014, 15, 16 with the Saints. You know, those were tough years, right? Um, and to give a little history there, there was kind of a shift, shift with our team, our locker room after the 13 season. You know, we had four out of five years going to the playoffs, right. you know, really making a run at it, and right. we lost a ton of veteran leadership on the on on that after that 13 season. Right. So, you know, I felt like there was a shift. I think in our locker room and a lot of things. And 14, 15, 16 were tough years to the point where, you know, we weren't we weren't having successful seasons. We weren't going to the playoffs, and I thought, you know what, maybe. Maybe it's time at this point that I walk away. You know, maybe this game has passed me by. Maybe maybe it's time. And so I went into the 17th season saying, you know what, this is probably going to be, this might be my last year. Those years, those 2014 years, um, those were terrible years for the New Orleans Saints franchise. And I think that we all can agree, you know, that was, those were frustrating times. That's when you had guys like Akeem Hicks and, and you had Junior Galette, guys like that in the locker room, Brandon Browner, Keenan Lewis, people like that 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 had, you know, a little bit of an attitude issue, man. And and it brought down uh the locker room. A lot of friction was going on in the locker room. And you you heard a lot of things coming out the Saints locker room that you wouldn't normally hear. And Sean Payton had to do something about it. He had to do something about what was going on in that locker room during that time because you had a lot of guys that were me guys instead of we guys. And that's when, honestly, the best thing that could have possibly happened to the New Orleans Saints is when they decided to hire Jeff Ireland as their scouting coach back in 2015 because that's when the draft classes started to improve and that's when the locker room started to change. And Drew Brees talked a little bit about that and how the 2017 season kind of changed the way that he looked at football. Man, things shifted. Um, we had a great locker room. We had a great year. And, great, and, yeah. and I could see I could see us kind of rebuilding the foundation of the culture, by which I knew we could be successful. But it was also at that moment where I just said, listen, I'm, I'm going to play each year one year at a time. Like one year, because each year may be my last. And I truly want to enjoy it as much as I can. And I tell you, I've had more fun playing football the last three years than I've ever had. The players in the locker room of the New Orleans Saints made Drew Brees want to play football. That's passion right there. The reason why he wanted to continue to play was the guys that are in the locker room today. You know, the Saints do have one of the best locker rooms that I've seen um, probably in all the sports, man. Me following teams, I think they have one of the best locker rooms. I mean, you never see guys like hang out and, and talk and interact with each other the way the Saints team does. I mean, these guys support each other when they win awards. Uh, you know, I was looking at uh, Michael Thomas become Offensive Player of the, of the Year, and congratulations to him. Well-deserved, 149 receptions, led the league in re receiving yards. And Cameron Jordan tweeted and said that, you know, he, he deserved it. I mean, this is a defensive player talking to an offensive player. You don't really see that. Usually these guys are always talking about, if you're on the defensive side of the ball, they focus on the defense. If they're on the offensive side of the ball, they talk about the offense and never the two shall meet. You have people like Shy Tuttle and guys like that, young guys that just came into the locker room. I mean, Michael Thomas, I mean, gifting his entire team with pairs of Jordans. I mean, after he signed a $100 million contract. I mean, these are the type of things that keep players wanting to play for an organization. This is what wants... This is what Drew Brees wants to come back and play for. 
guys like this, guys like the Michael Thomases and, and the Cam Jordans and, and the Demario Davis and, you know, guys that are unselfish, guys that, that care about the team first, that will do anything they can possibly do in order for the team to become successful. And speaking of which, we have to talk about Taysom Hill now. We got to talk about Taysom Hill because that is a guy that embodies what I'm saying right now. I mean, we'll do any single thing that he can in order for the team to be successful. Anytime he hits the field, he tries to do everything that he can to try to make a play and his teammates love him because of it. And Drew Brees spoke a little bit about Taysom Hill. I, I know what type of player he is, and I know right. the impact he can have. Right. And I think that you, you gave the example of the Vikings game. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The guy pretty much took the game over. Right. 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 Um, he's he's blocking a power play, and then he's throwing a touch. You know, darn near throwing a touchdown on the next play, it's and insane. then catching one here at some. It's it's unreal what he can do. There's nobody like him. He's a unicorn. You know, a starting quarterback that talks about a backup quarterback the way that Drew Brees is talking about Taysom Hill shows you. That Drew Brees is just not a selfish player. He's very unselfish, man. You know, Drew Brees could be one of those guys like the Brad Favre. You know, you heard the stories. And if you haven't, Brad Favre was very upset when the Green Bay Packers drafted Aaron Rodgers back in 2005. And when Aaron Rodgers came into the locker room, Brad Favre didn't, you know, put his arm around him, didn't teach him the way. It wasn't nothing like that. You know, Brad Favre just automatic, automatically looked at Aaron Rodgers as he was the enemy and he was the young bull trying to take his job. Drew Brees doesn't look at Taysom Hill that way. Drew Brees looks at Taysom Hill. He understands that Taysom Hill wants to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And he understands that, you know, if there's an opportunity that presents itself, that Taysom Hill will want to take advantage of that opportunity. But Drew Brees also understands that he is not going to play forever. And he's a team first guy. He wants the New Orleans Saints organization to be successful years down the line after he retires, after he hangs up the number nine jersey. And he's willing to do anything that he can, even if it means that Taysom Hill is going to take more steps. He was asked about that. He was asked if he could possibly come back. Would he be upset about Taysom Hill taking more snaps? But I'll be the first one to sit here and tell you that if, if if I'm back and and Taysom's there alongside me, call the plays that are going to put us in the best position to win. Right. And if that means Taysom Hill is taking 30 snaps a game, 25 snaps a game, then so be it. Yeah. I'm all for that. Usually we have these conversations and we raise our eyebrows when people say that, oh, if you put this guy in the game, you know, I, I won't get upset about that. We need to put our team in the best position to win. We'll raise our eyebrows and we'll be like, yeah, right, but – I believe Drew Brees when he says this. I think that he wants Taysom Hill to be successful, and I think he wants the Saints once again to be successful. But Taysom Hill did talk a little bit about his future and the fact that a lot of eyes are on him right now. I mean, we saw the Minnesota Vikings game. I mean, this guy was unleashed in a Minnesota Vikings game, and a lot of people in the Huda Nation, including myself, I will put myself in that category. I feel like as if... Taysom Hill would have been the starting quarterback in this game against the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Saints would have ended up winning this football game, and I think they would have won decisively. He was that good in this game. He did every single thing. This guy took over the game. He threw the ball down the field, almost threw a touchdown. He caught a touchdown. 
He was breaking tackles. He was a man possessed in this game. And of course, when you have a game like that on the national stage, everybody wants to get an interview with you. So Taysom Hill talked a little bit about if Drew Brees could possibly be back in the Saints uniform. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I, I really don't. Um, and if I did, I'm, I'm not sure that I'd be blasting it on this right now. But, um, look, I, I think it's one of those things where I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he retired. I wouldn't be surprised if he came back and, and played again. Yeah. You know, I, I can tell you I personally hope that that he plays, that he plays uh, another year. And we had this conversation, and, and I told him, like, man, it – it would be so good for the NFL if you came back and played again. It'd be so good for the Saints. It's just, you know, but, you know, that's me selfishly talking. He wants Drew Brees back. He wants Drew Brees back in the, in the Saints uniform. And I don't take this as if Taysom Hill just doesn't want to be a starter or he's, you know, afraid to take that step. I don't get that. You know, I just think that he respects Drew Brees that much because he knows what Drew Brees means to a locker room. And he also knows what Drew Brees means for his career. I mean, sitting behind one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, I mean, you you have no choice unless you just don't want to listen, but to become better. And Taysom Hill talked a little bit about what Drew Brees has done for his career. Sure. Look, I, honestly, he has been so good for my career. Like, I didn't know what I didn't know before I got to the NFL. Yeah, I hear you. And I started working with Drew, and I saw the way that he prepped for games. And my eyes, I was like, you know, during the headlights, I, I didn't realize what it took to play at this level. And so, you know, having the opportunity to learn from him, be with him, has been the best thing for me. He's been, you know, he's really become like a big brother to me. He's one of my best friends. And, you know, as, as you mentioned, I, I certainly hope that, that he comes back and plays. You know, I know a lot of people in the Houdat Nation have their opinions about Taysom Hill. Some positive, some negative. I, I get into it all the time. I get into these debates about Taysom Hill because I'm a firm believer that you need to reserve your judgment to all the facts come out. And sometimes I feel like people in the Houdat Nation are – too quick to dismiss individuals just because something happens you know it can be like one play you know maybe they drop a pass or maybe in a consecutive week they they go through a little bit of a slump and it's like oh they lost it oh we need to get rid of them we need to trade them you know it's they're so quick to kick a guy out of the door you know and I know what people may be thinking about Taysom Hill I mean especially if you've been watching Taysom Hill since he's been at BYU you know, I mean, he was a guy that often was injured in college. He was one of those guys that was really good, but you would never know it because he was always hurt. He was always injured. And, you know, people see that and they think that's going to be his future. That's going to be, you know, his future as a starting quarterback. But, you know, Taysom Hill is a different type of animal now. I mean, he's not as big. He's not as solid. And I think a lot of people need to understand that, you know, some of these guys in the National Football League, they may have a history of being injured in college. They may have gotten injured in college and then all of a sudden they go to the pros and they're never uh, injured. It, it just works like that sometimes. Sometimes those things happen. When I look at Taysom Hill, I look at a guy that's about six foot two, six three, about 225 pounds. He's solid. He talked about his exercise regimen. I mean, he talked about how he does lift heavy weights. Uh, he tries to, you know, he tried to pack on muscle. I mean, this is a guy that's built like a tank. And I think that he can sustain the punishment that these defensive linemen, these cornerbacks, these safeties can put on him. 
I don't look at his college career and think that it's going to dictate his future. I see a guy that has improved in a passing game. I can take you back to uh, Taysom Hill, like maybe like second year with the Saints. I mean, this guy turned the ball over like five times in a game. I think it was it was a preseason game. I mean, take it with a grain of salt. I get it, but this guy was turning the ball over, throwing the ball all over the place, wasn't accurate at all. And then you fast forward to the very next year. I watched him in a Los Angeles Chargers game. Once again, take it with a grain of salt. It was preseason. But the Saints were down in the game, and Taysom Hill came in, and I think they scored like 18 unanswered points in order for them to get the victory over the Chargers. I mean, this guy can take over a game. He's a gamer. He's a winner. He's a guy that is tough. He's a guy that's not going to give up. And I like that about him. We can sit up here and we can talk about the pocket passer. We can talk about the sexy names. We can talk about, you know, a guy that we can get in the draft. But when you have somebody that has been sitting behind a legendary quarterback and he follows him around and absorbs everything that he does and, 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 you know, has an appreciation for the way that he plays and stays after practice just to have conversations and talk about what Drew has seen and what Drew is going to do when he sees this type of defense. That tells you that this guy wants to be successful. And I will take a guy like that anytime. I mean, people are saying like, well, maybe you need to have a quarterback like Taysom Hill to come into the Saints organization when Drew retired for y'all to see that he ain't it. I take it. I will take it. I will take looking at Taysom Hill and getting a really good look at him and come to that conclusion versus saying that he ain't in and just get rid of him. That ain't happening. I mean, and honestly, man, I think we all can agree that the coaching staff of the New Orleans Saints know way more than we know. They know way more about the organization than we do. They know way more about the players than we do. We see these guys on Sunday, but they see these guys every single day. They see these guys when it comes to the film study. They see these guys when it comes to the meetings. They see this, these guys when it comes to showing to work on time. We only see them maybe one time a week and maybe, you know, maybe twice or something like that if, you know, they get interviewed or if, uh, you know, the local news station is at practice. But the coaches know. And Sean Payton has come out and said that this guy could possibly be the next Steve Young. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to just be honest with you, man. When St- when Sean Payton says something about a player, nine times out of ten, I'm going to be honest with you, he he's telling the truth. I, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we can talk about Sean Payton all you want to. You can talk about, you know, how he lost his fastball. I heard that. You can talk about his inability to run the football in, in crucial situations. Man, I talk about that. But one thing you cannot deny is that when he talks about a player and he goes on record, that player ends up being very, very good. For example, you remember when Will Lutz first came to the Saints? It was a little bit of a rough showing, man. He was shanking kicks left and right. But you know what Sean Payton said? He said this guy is going to be a really good kicker. He's going to be kicking in the NFL way longer than I'm coaching. And look at Will Lutz now. Will Lutz is one of the most accurate kickers in the National Football League, he went to the Pro Bowl. I mean, honestly, how many game-winning kicks did he have this season? He he talked about Will Lutz. He talked about 
Alvin Kamara. He compared him to the likes of Marshall Falk. And that was his rookie season before we even seen Alvin Kamara. The first couple games, we were like, eh, man, what is he talking about? And the next thing you know, Alvin Kamara is the offensive player of the year. So when Sean Payton says that he looks at Taysom Hill and he sees him as a starting quarterback and he sees him as the maybe the next Steve Young, I believe him. I believe what he's saying. So I am going to give Taysom Hill the benefit of the doubt until he goes out there and he stinks it up and he proves to me that he is not the future of the New Orleans Saints. Then I am going to continue to come on the State of the Saints podcast. I am going to continue to make videos to talk about Taysom Hill and say give him an opportunity and give him a chance. And now you're probably wondering to yourself, there are three quarterbacks in this equation, right? There are three quarterbacks, right? There's Drew Brees, there's Taysom Hill, and there's Teddy Bridgewater. Why aren't you talking about Teddy Bridgewater, TJ? Why aren't you talking about Teddy? Well, I'll tell you who that nation, the reason why I am not talking about Teddy Bridgewater. The reason I'm not talking about Teddy Bridgewater is very, very simple. Teddy Bridgewater has played his way into some elite money. I'm going to say that again. Teddy Bridgewater has played his way into some elite money. Those five games, him going 5-0 and oh, as a starter for the New Orleans Saints, his phone is going to be ringing off the hook. He is going to get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback in the National Football League. Me personally, I don't feel like Drew Brees is going to retire. And because Taysom Hill is a restricted free agent, and I feel like he is going to be the cheaper of the two quarterbacks, I'm talking Taysom and Teddy Bridgewater, I feel that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be the odd man out. Now, I know people in the Huda Nation are upset because I've been getting emails about it. TJ, why aren't you talking about Teddy Bridgewater? They're acting like Teddy Bridgewater didn't win those five games. They're acting like Teddy Bridgewater didn't throw nine touchdowns and only two interceptions. They're not acting like Teddy Bridgewater got better from week to week. Yes, he did get better from week to week. Yes, Teddy Bridgewater did throw nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. Yeah, he went out to Seattle and and brought back a victory. Yeah, he went out to Soldier Field, brought back a victory. Beat the Dallas Cowboys on national television. I get all that. And that is the reason why I have not been talking about Teddy Bridgewater. That is the main reason why. The only way Teddy Bridgewater can continue his career with the New Orleans Saints if Drew Brees retires. That's it. That's it, Huda Nation. That is the shocking truth in a nutshell. If Drew Brees decides to hang it up, if Drew Brees decides to retire, then Teddy Bridgewater most likely will end up continuing his career with the New Orleans Saints. That's the only logical explanation I can give you that the Saints will bring him back. Sean Payton has went on record saying he knows that he is not going to be able to bring all three quarterbacks back. So with that being said, Teddy Bridgewater is the odd man out. And no, They're not dismissing Teddy Bridgewater. And no, they're not disrespecting him at all. It's not about that. But if Drew Brees comes back, he's going to need a certain amount of money. 
Taysom Hill is a restricted free agent and trust and believe somebody is going to try to throw some money at Taysom Hill and the Saints are going to have to counter that offer. So how can you get, if Drew Brees comes back, give him, I don't know, I don't think he's going to be asking for his market value. Maybe he probably asked for like 23 or 24 million. He probably take a, you know, hometown discount. And then you have Taysom Hill, who is probably going to get about 15 or 16 million dollars. And then you have Teddy Bridgewater, who is probably going to be talking about 26 or 27 million. You're not going to be able to keep all these guys. And I like Teddy Bridgewater. You know, I enjoyed the motorbike. I I enjoyed him dancing in the locker room. I enjoyed him, you know, celebrating with the defense. But this is the tough realization, who that nation. It's not about liking guys. It's about can you keep these guys. It's about can you afford these guys. And the reality is the Saints cannot keep all these guys. And I don't believe that Drew Brees is going to retire. And I don't think that Taysom Hill is going to leave. I feel that Taysom Hill is going to stay with the New Orleans Saints. Drew Brees is not going to retire. And Teddy Bridgewater is going to get an opportunity to be a starting quarterback on another team next season. And he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. And Teddy Bridgewater even said it himself. He said he it wasn't about him just afraid to go to Miami and be a starter. It was about him investing in himself. He understood that if he stayed behind Drew Brees and learned from Drew Brees, if the opportunity presented himself, he can go out here and he can show what he can do. He bet on himself and he won who that nation. I can't get mad at the guy for that. You can't get mad at a guy who says he's going to go to Vegas and he's going to come back a millionaire and he does. I mean, he goes out there, he bets on himself. You know, he takes his his paycheck and he goes to Vegas and he comes back with millions of dollars. How can you be mad at that? Teddy Bridgewater decided to sit behind Drew Brees for one more year and it paid dividends. So I'm happy for him. This is just the way that the NFL works. It's a business also, even though we don't like to look at it that way. It is. But this has been the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you very much, Who That Nation. And all sports fans for checking out this podcast really do appreciate it please subscribe to the youtube channel youtube.com search state of the saints podcast and also check out the brand new podcast it is a sports podcast covering all of the hottest topics in sports it's the spinoff podcast of the state of the saints entitled the states of the game podcast so please subscribe to that youtube channel as well youtube.com search state of the game also State of the Saints is available on Facebook.com. Facebook.com, search State of the Saints. And State of the Game is also on Facebook.com, search State of the Game. Thank you very much once again. My name is TJ Jones. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?